love the line in that song. It's about the cross that Joel sang this morning. I love that line that says, talks about the, the ending being the reason, uh, the answer for us. And can I tell you, although we celebrate the coming of our Savior, we gather here every Lord's Day and celebrate the empty tomb. We celebrate the reason he came. We celebrate salvation rich and full and free, made possible by that Lamb of glory who came, yes, in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but he came to die. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2, and we'll read the verses 1 through 20. We're going to focus on verses 8 through 20 this morning. The Bible says in verse 1, It came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, Bring great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn, we gather here this morning to worship and praise the Lord of glory who became flesh to dwell amongst us to be our Savior. And we sing his praises today. We've sang congregational songs about the praises of the Lord. We've had wonderful special music this morning about it. But we were not the first to sing those praises. We were not the first to tell the story of the, of the birth of the Messiah. We look in verse 8 and we see a passage I want us to focus on. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Let's pray together. Lord, we read the passage this morning about the good news, the best news the world had ever heard. The greatest news ever echoed on this mortal coil. The Savior had come. Lord, we're going to focus just for a few moments this morning on what those shepherds did with that good news, how they responded. But Lord, help us not to relegate our mind and our thoughts towards the shepherds. God, would you help us, each and every one, to answer the question in our own hearts today, what will we do with the good news? What will we do with that good news? 
Lord, I pray if there be one here this morning that knows you not as their Savior, who has never called on you, believing and receiving the gospel, the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the answer for their soul, for their forgiveness, for their salvation. Lord, I pray today would be the day that they would do something about the good news by believing and receiving you. Lord, I pray for believers this morning. I pray that as we are reminded of that wonderful, glorious, blessed good news today, Lord, that we would respond in kind as the shepherds did. Lord, help us. Focus our minds and our hearts on you. May we worship you. May we praise you. May you receive the glory for being the Lamb of glory that came so you could die. Thank you for dying on Calvary's tree for me. Thank you for being risen for raising again and paying my sin debt. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I just read a passage here about the shepherds. Imagine, if you will, if you were a shepherd. By the way, the shepherd was not a lofty position. It was not a position of power. Rather, it was a difficult working man's job. Hardened men who spent their lives outside with the sheep. Difficult circumstances. Laboring for not a large paycheck. Blue-collar workers, if you will. Very much like the the largest portion of our population in Alberta. Just working men out in the fields. And something amazing happened that has never happened before and will never happen again. The Bible says the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord appeared to individuals before but never do we see the angel of the Lord appearing to a group of people until we come to Luke chapter 2. And they shared some news that was amazing. They shared that a Savior was born. They shared about a sign that the Savior would be laying in a manger. And I want to talk to you just for a few moments this morning as we think about what we will do with the good news, I want you to see what the shepherds did. It says in verse 15, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even into Bethlehem. And see the thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The angels gave them a wonderful message. 
They saw the glory of the Lord. They heard the host of heaven praising God. And then they left. One moment the angels were there. One moment the angel of the Lord appeared. One moment the glory of the Lord shone round about them. The message came. And the angels were gone. The sky was dark again. Save for a curious star. A star they'd never seen before. Resting over Bethlehem. But the glory of the Lord was gone. The voices of the angels were gone. The praising was gone. You see, the angels did not persuade the shepherds. They did not force the shepherds. They simply gave the shepherds the news. That means the shepherds were left to make their own decision. The shepherds had to take the information given them by the angels, by the heavenly host, by the angel of the Lord. And they were left to process and to deal and decide on what they would do with that good news they had received. They could ignore it. Or they could respond to it. They could take it or they could leave it. And this morning, dear friend, as you are gathered here on this Lord's Day, December 25th, 2022, can I tell you that just as the shepherds had a choice to what to do with the good news, so do you. Whether you want the choice or not, you've got a choice as what you will do with the good news we're going to talk about just for a few moments this morning. This news was there's a Savior. The news was there's a new king. The news was there'll be a sign, a babe, laying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. The sign was there. What would they do with it? What would they do with it? Can I tell you, they made a decision. They made a decision. I don't know how it happened. I'm not sure the, the way it all came about. But I know that somehow, that somehow at least one of the shepherds gathered that day said, hey, let's go check it out. I have a feeling one of them took the initiative. One of them, as they're all standing there, kind of like the disciples when Jesus ascended into heaven. Very much like the picture we have on the screen. One of them finally said, hey, let's go. Let's go check it out. They took some initiative. They made a decision. They decided to act on the message they received. This morning, there may be some of you here who have never heard the true message of Christmas. Who've never heard that Jesus Christ came so he could die who have never heard that Christ, God, became flesh and dwelt amongst us and died on Calvary's tree and rose again to pay your sin debt. Can I tell you that's the greatest news in all the world? Amen. There is no better news. There is no greater message ever shared. They decided to do something about it. Can I ask you this morning? 
what will you do with the message? Dear friend, if you're here and you do not know for certain, and I mean for certain, that you're a Christian, you're not certain about your eternal salvation, what will you do with the message? Christian, what will you do with the good news? They, at least one, had the initiative. They made a decision. We see in verse 15, they're departing and says, let us now go even unto Bethlehem. They got up and left. Their decision caused them to do something. It was not just a mental ascent. It was not just, okay, I, 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 I think this. It was a thinking that changed the action, the decision of their life. They left what they were doing. They departed and went to Bethlehem. Here's the question. How many of you have a pet? Some pet owners here? Or how many pets have humans here? There we go. That's the way it works. That's the way it works in my house. You know, if you're going to go somewhere, those of you that have pets, you know how it works. Got to find somebody to watch the dog. Got to find somebody to throw the cat off a bridge. I mean, somebody to, I can't believe I said that, Elizabeth. That was, that was horrible of me. I've been teasing Elizabeth for years about cats. I love cats. I just don't like to admit it. Uh, but I, you have to do, someone's got to watch them. Hold on a minute. What are these shepherds doing? They're watching the sheep. That was their livelihood. That was the most important thing in their life. And yet they left them. They, they didn't bring the sheep to Bethlehem. They left them. They left where they were. They left all that was valuable to them. And they went to Bethlehem. Why? Because the good news, the good news was more valuable than everything in their life. Don't miss that this morning. What will we do with the good news? What happened to the sheep? We don't know. The sheep were important. That was their livelihood. But there was nothing more important than the good news they had received from the angels. As soon as they heard about the Christ, they left the fields. They dropped their cares, the affairs of this world. And they went to Jesus. I'm reminded of a woman. We don't know her name. We know her as the woman at Sychar's well. We know her as the fallen woman. We know her as the woman that had many husbands, as culture called her that day. But when she met Jesus, when she heard the message from the one the angels spoke of here, she left everything. Christian, what is holding you back? What is more important to you than the message of Jesus Christ? I'm talking to believers here this morning. What is it that is more valuable to you than the message of Christ? By the way, dear lost friend, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, what is it that is worth holding on to that is more valuable than you receiving eternal life? What is worth more than your soul? Can I answer the question for you? Nothing. Nothing is worth more than your soul. We see they departed. In verse 16, in our text, the Bible says, and came with haste and found Mary and Joseph 
and the babe lying in a manger. We see their discovery. What do they find? They found exactly what the angels said they would find. They found it exactly as it was told them. The good news was found out to be true. Absolutely true. They discovered the Christ. They discovered the Christ child. When they moved with initiative and they left and decided on what to do with that good news, they found the Savior. They followed the leading and guiding of God. They found the long-awaited Messiah, the babe in the manger. I want to make a, a statement, a quote to you. I want you to get this. They took what light they had. They took what light they had and moved toward God. When we act on what God has given us, can I tell you, God will reveal more. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What did the angels say? It's good news. Go to Bethlehem. There's a Savior. They went. They discovered more than a baby. They discovered more than a manger stole. They discovered a Savior. They discovered the King of kings, the Lord of lords. They discovered Messiah. Messiah they had been looking for and waiting for all of their life. The Messiah that was promised all the way back in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. He that would bruise the head of Satan. Can I tell you they found him? They found him. That's who they discovered. In verse 17, it says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the same which was told them concerning the child. They had a new desire. A new desire. How many of you are looking forward to a big meal today? Nobody's looking forward to a big meal. You, you cooked all this time. Peter, I'm glad you're honest. You know, one honest man in this whole building. He's got hot dogs on the stove right now. He's ready. In your pocket even. <laughs> now that's a man that's prepared. I, I respect a man that's prepared. But now that I've said that, guarantee you every person in here just began to think about what they're going to eat for lunch. That's exactly what happens. What am I going to have? We begin to desire something. You know, I had never in my life had Hispanic food. As an eight, I was 18 years old. The first time I walked into a Mexican restaurant, Alfaro's in Summit, Illinois, I'd never, ever had real Mexican food. I don't know what it was. I thought Taco Bell was Mexican. By the way, if you think that, I will pray for you tonight. That is not even food, much less Mexican. And I went into this place. The Shekinah glory of God began to glow all around, Brother Ahmad. And I, I fell in love with uh, Hispanic food. I love it. My desire changed. I began to desire it after that. 
Can I tell you something happens to the shepherds here? Their desire changed. Their desire became making known what they had seen and what they had heard. Their desire became telling everybody about the Christ. Now hold on, the sheep are still on the hillside. Were they shepherds? Yes. Was that their occupation? Yes. But they had a new desire. It was to tell people about the Savior. Dear Christian friend, this morning here, do you have a desire to tell people about the Savior? Oh, I, I tell people once in a while. I'm not talking about do you tell people. Do you have a desire? I went in a home years ago as a 19-year-old kid. Home of a family from Baghdad, brother of mine. I'd never had any Middle Eastern food in my life. I went in and I had the opportunity to sit down to share Christ with this Muslim family. And they fed me. Because every culture in the world, except for Western culture, when someone comes to your house, you feed them, right? We're the only people who don't care about anybody. But you go to any culture, anywhere in the world, except for Canada and the U.S., and, man, they got to take care of you, they got to feed you. That's just, that's just the way it is. And they began to feed me, but they brought stuff out. Brother Maude would be familiar with some things they gave me. I didn't know what it was. They gave me a, uh, like a lassie-type drink. And then they, they brought out a tray of... For the Bonnie, I hate to say it in public. Sliced tomatoes. <laughs> now, those of you that know me know Pastor Rice doesn't eat tomatoes. You know what I ate that night, Brother Maud? I ate tomatoes. Not because I wanted them. Not because I liked them. But because I wanted to share Christ with this family. I ate and choked down tomatoes in that place. Now, I didn't have a desire. I did eat them. I did not desire them then. I do not desire them now. Some of us, we, we've told people about Jesus, but we kind of got to choke it down. I'm talking about a desire. They had a desire. Do you have a desire to share Christ? These people, when they truly saw Christ Jesus, they had a desire. And verse 20 in our text, look at that wonderful verse. It says, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. We see their delight here. Their delight. What was their joy? What was their joy? They saw the Christ. They had heard the good tidings of great things which shall be to all people. The angel of the Lord had told them. That's what they'd heard. That's what they'd seen. They were rejoicing in the fact that the Savior had come. I believe we sang it already this morning, joy to the world. The Lord has come. I believe the first people that ever sang a song that might have had some semblance to that message was a group of rough shepherds. It says they were glorifying and praising God. Brother Mott, I don't know if they could sing or not. I know they had a good voice. I know they had loud voices. They had to call the sheep. But they may not have been able to carry a tune. But they sang the praises of God. Why? Because they had a delight. A delight in who Jesus was. 
Let me ask you a quick question this morning. Are you delighted that the Lord has come? Are you delighted that the Lord has come? You say, Pastor Rice, you, you, you know, you know we're delighted. I mean, we, 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 we came, to, came to church and gathered together in the Lord's house on, on, his, on this day. Of course we're delighted. May I challenge you this morning if you are delighted? May I challenge you to make a decision as the shepherds did. A decision to do something with that good news. A decision to get up from your idleness. To depart. To get to the place where the Lord is in your life. To discover there a new desire. To tell others about the good news of the gospel. And can I tell you, when you do so, you will have the delight of your soul. If you're here this morning and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm not the angel of the Lord. I can't shine the glory of the Lord all around you. But I can tell you the truth just as they did the shepherds that night. 2,000 years ago, God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That baby in that manger 2,000 years ago did not come to remain a baby. He came to be the God-man. He came to go to Calvary. He came to be the Lamb of God as John would point in the wilderness as he was preaching and he would stop his preaching as he saw Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Why did he say that? Because he'd been talking about the Lamb of God out in the wilderness for days and weeks and months, preparing the way for the Lamb. He's the one who would go to Calvary. Red, truly an appropriate color for this time of year. Not because of decoration, not because of points at his, but because of the blood of Christ that flowed from Calvary's tree. That's why he came. An empty tomb. I have dear friends who just two weeks ago were there in Israel. They visited several locations and several things. They went to the place that many believe may have been the garden tomb where they laid the body of my Lord 2,000 years ago. Can I tell you something very specific about that place, if that's where it is or wherever it happened to be? It's an empty place. There's nothing there to see. There's nothing there to see. Because he's not there. I said, preacher, how do you know? Because that's what the angels said. He's not here, for he is risen. That's the news you need to know this morning. But I can't force you to do anything with it. By the way, God won't force you to do anything with it. He gives you that good news. This morning I ask you, what will you do with it? What will I do with it? What will we do with the message of the gospel? By the way, that is the greatest story. The story of the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because he came. Because he came. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you.
We worship you for being our Savior. Lord, I pray that we would decide to get up from our laziness and depart to the place where you are. To discover a new desire to share Christ and the great glorious message with others. For Lord, truly it's there we find our delight just as the shepherds did. Lord, I love that wonderful verse. The shepherds return glorifying God. God, would you help us to glorify you? Lord, if there be one here that does not know you as Savior, Lord, there would be no better day for one to receive Christ than on this day, the Lord's day. Lord, I pray today that they would come believing, receiving the free gift of eternal life. Lord, would you work on our hearts as believers. God, help us to decide what we're going to do with the good message, the good news, the gospel. Lord, as you leave the message with us, God, help us to be faithful stewards. Work in our hearts. God, may you be glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Would you stand together with us? Brother Colton leads us in a song of invitation. We'll sing number 294. We'll sing the fifth and the sixth verse. Number 294. Just as I am. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, part, done, cleanse, relief, because thy promise. Ah. Uh...